episode eight of Millennials and Podcast. I am Raven Roberts, and this is my co-host, Law. What's going on? Today, 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 we are going to be discussing daytime TV from back in the day, honey, because all of us would get off at 2.30 and go and watch that TV, okay? I love TV then, now, and probably forever, okay? So I watched all of the shows, and we're going to get into it, especially since one of our staples, one of our legends is no longer going to be on air with the news that Maury is getting canceled. No more baby daddy reveals. What? This is sad. I'm going to be honest. I'm Even starting with Maury, this is sad. This, the show has been on for 31 years, right? Like that's three decades of content where Maury has been in our household. Maury has been there for all of our childhood. Truthfully, Maury. 31 years. Before before it was even known as the Maury show, it was the Maury Povich show. Yes. I Maury Povich. I'm kind of I'm okay. Here's my one little bit of nostalgia on this. Before they got to all the baby daddy reveal stuff and all that stuff, Maury was trying to compete with the rest of like the daytime TV mm-hmm. show peeps, right? Like he was trying to get, he was trying to find his own angle. But yeah. all of them were doing a mix of like tabloid topics to essentially like social, political issue stuff. Yeah. And the the thing about Maury, he was just this softer, gentle, more psychologically sane soul, whereas everybody else had to like kind of hit you over the head with either newscaster personality yeah. or they had to be salacious. So mm-hmm. he wasn't he he himself didn't have to be salacious to make the content interesting. But yeah. By the time, by the time mid nineties rolls around, he finds his niche. He finds his niche. And we all know what that niche is. Raven, do you know what that niche was? So, okay. His niche is the baby's daddy reveals. Okay. Or you the father. Cause people are running, people are denying. Then he gets a paternity test. And then you find out someone has been lying. Okay. Someone don't know where, where their genitals have been. Okay. I don't think that there's any better thing than when the guy isn't the father and the guys run around the whole studio into the back area. I told you. I told you. The girl has also run off because she's crying (laughs) and she's distraught because now she got to come back to the Maury show to figure out who is her baby daddy. And she is distraught. And so then he runs after her. They got the cameraman running after them right up on them, too. Them cameramen be fast. Okay. And they like, and she's like, uh, uh, and then Mari comes walking, you know, it's okay. We're going to find out as many times as you need to come back. We're going to find out who the father of your child is. We're going to find out. Okay. It's okay. And I'm like, like for, my first initial thought when seeing stuff like that is, aren't you embarrassed? Like, true. That's why she ran off the stage. Okay. Cause she didn't see, she was like, I'm embarrassed. So I'm going to run. But then the cameraman was like, I'm right here too, though. Like, it's reality TV. But, but Raven, can, a real question to you. And as a woman. Yes. What would possess any woman, specifically? I'm not even going to get to the guy's side of it. What, was, what would possess any woman to go on national television and do that? Is it because of the cost of a DNA test? Like, what would possess you to do that? Um, it could be the cost of a DNA test. It also could be to embarrass the person who's been denying your child. You know what I'm saying? So then it could be like, gotcha. Okay. This is your child. And then, you know, but it's, it's a 50-50 chance. Maybe sometimes a one in four. I don't know how many people they've been sleeping with, but 
you know, it's it could not be. So you could be the one, like you said, that's embarrassed. In no, that you're story. right. I, I didn't think about the petty part of I didn't, I just wasn't I wasn't getting the petty part of it, which is true. Like you want to put them on TV so that all this back and forth that you've been doing over the last couple of months, talking about this ain't your child or even the last few years. Now I'm about to expose you on national TV so everybody yeah. knows it's yours. But even because they got family that, involved, like his mama is there, her mama there, her sister, her cousin, somebody like all the people is there. That's even worse. I forgot that's true. Yep. They be having the mom in the audience and she'd be like, she come to my son. This ain't his child. Blah, blah, blah. Like they got a whole clan. Everybody there. Okay, wait. What I want to do is I want to take this back before before we go any further into Maury or anything like that. I really want to, I want to do this to you. Okay. I want to know if you remember these shows. I'm going to throw out the name of a show. You give me your first inclination or the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear it. All right. Okay. First one. Sally Jessica Raphael. Red glasses. She had that reddish, like, it was like a, it was like a, she had reddish hair. It wasn't like red, red, like Lucy red, but she had reddish hair. She had them thick red glasses. Okay. Plastic frames. Okay. She was asking the hard hitting questions. Got you. Next. The Jenny Jones show. Jenny Jones had that bag. Okay. She had blonde hair with that little bob. Jenny was also asking hard questions. Their shows was cute. I like their shows, but Jenny had that bag. The Rosie O'Donnell show. Rosie O'Donnell, okay. So Rosie O'Donnell, she had, again, man, I like a little bob, okay? This was like the talk show host, like, hairstyle. So she had the little black bob, but it had, like, a little uh, side part, you know what I'm saying? A little uh, curl <laughs> underneath. And she always had, like, a button-up shirt on or something. I feel like that's what I remember. She was more of the casual because she wasn't really out yet. So she was more casual, but it was very much gender-neutral clothing. Um, and she, again, she had very much hard-hitting shows. But then she also had some light-hearted shows. But she was, I liked, I liked um, Rosie. She had a nice, like, demeanor about her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give, I'm going to test your memory on three more shows. And then we'll just get into the meat of these shows. Okay. The Montel Williams show. Montel, bald head, that was my man, okay? Like, he was the only black man on daytime TV, okay, trying to compete with these white women. Go ahead, Montel, do your thing. Okay, all right. Um, If you don't remember this, I'm going to be really, really heartbroken. Do you remember the Queen Latifah show? Of course. That wasn't in the 90s. Yes, it was, in 1996. I'm lying. It's 1999, but it was in the. Did she have a reboot? Because I feel like did it come on that? She lasted from 1999 to 2001, then 2013 to 2015. Oh, okay. So I don't remember the first one. This is why I I did that. I'm like, you you were hitting the nail on the head with all of these, and I'm like, dang. Okay, Uh, two more. Sorry, Uh, Oprah. Do you actually remember the show? No, no, don't. Everybody knows Oprah had a show. Do you remember the show? Yes. Because Oprah would have the guests on, like all the singing guests, and they would sing, and then Oprah would never know the words because they would pan to her, and she would just be lip syncing, but it would never match up to what the person was singing. Um, Kind of, it's not really a fun fact, but it's like a crazy fact. I found out that my godfather had passed away from the Oprah show. Now you got to tell the story. You can't do that. You you can't you can't do that and not give the story. Like what? Okay. So when I was in college, me and my friends were watching the Oprah show, and it was one of those like fan reveals kind of show so they had a fan who was like a huge fan of patty labelle 
Patti LaBelle came on the show and they were talking and she was like, I almost didn't make it to the show because one of my really dear friends passed away. My godfather wrote for Patti LaBelle, wrote music for her. So like, as soon as she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, like it's Sammy, like I cannot. And so then she said his name and I was just like, stunned like the woman was too stunned to speak literally like I was just like oh my gosh then I had to call my mom and she didn't know and like it was just craziness this is unreal so yes okay didn't mean to trigger that whole thing but (laughs) all right um last show before we get into and then Oprah's favorite things to end it on a light note everybody knew about Oprah's favorite things okay I wanted to go to the Oprah favorite things show Okay, leave with a whole refrigerator, possibly a car, okay, a new patio set or whatever, okay, and some cashmere uh, sleepwear, okay? You know what? In fact, let's scrap it. I want to get into the meat of these shows. So I was going to go down a few more, but no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Let me me give my my Oprah take. Here's what I remember with Oprah. I remember Oprah trying to uphold traditional journalistic integrity in the upfront. I really do. Mm -hmm. I felt like what Oprah wanted to do was create not only the largest network, but she also wanted to be the person at the forefront of any major topic. I don't care whether it was the Klan, neo-Nazis, a war, a social whatever issue that's happening that's topical, but you could not force her into doing something that was just tabloid related. Yeah. She wanted to have that kind of journalistic integrity. So even when everybody else was trying to making that pivot towards being a little bit more racy oprah didn't really lean that far into that she was like i have my niche i know that you know suburban white women are really going to tap into this if i give it to them in a way that's not only palatable but i don't give my opinion normally she's not trying to hit you over the head with her opinion consistently What she's trying to do is just explore the issues and then give you your own opportunity after a while, she starts to really lean in and give her own opinion. But in the upfront, she was just out here trying to like bring people on and then be the journalist. What say you? What did you did you get the same vibes from her? Or were you feeling like she was also being a little spicy and going down that kind of tabloidy territory? No, I feel like she did talk a lot about like hot topics. So she would, like, we had that famous Whitney interview, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody was wondering if she was on drugs. And then Oprah was like, I can get to the facts, okay? And Whitney was like, no, you will not. So I feel like she did that kind of stuff, but it wasn't the, like, baby daddy reveals. You know what I'm saying? But technically that's Oprah Oprah trying to get gotcha moments, right? No, no, (laughs) yes, that's what I'm saying. It's still very much like, okay, what is going to get the ratings? What is going to get the views? We need to talk about this hot topic and I need to get the interview that no one else is going to get. Because a Uh, lot of people would interview with Oprah and not interview with anybody else. So, but she was still a journalist. You know what I'm saying? That's still being a journalist because it's like, okay, I'm getting these interviews, but it's not just doing tv for tv sake you know what i'm saying like just having a thousand people on one to do baby daddy reveals or you know got the michael jackson interview at the peak of his allegations around pedophilia yeah she got i remember that vividly i don't know why Oprah was that woman and still is you know what I'm saying? She still gets, she has not had a show on everyday TV in who knows how long now. 
Okay. She can still be the person that's like, Hey, I know you're not interviewing with nobody else, but will you do an interview with me on a show? And people are like, yeah, sure. No one else got interviewed um, with Harry and Megan. Yeah. She got the interview with Harry and Megan. She also got the interview with Adele. I mean, she's still that person in terms of being able to do that. Yes. Like nobody's taking that away from her. She basically will hit up CBS and say, cut me a check for $7 million and I'll give you this interview. I'm for real. That's how she does it. As, like, as she check. Okay. Oprah is about getting money. She said, oh, I'm going to buy Weight Watchers and I'm going to be in the commercials. That's two checks. Okay. Oprah will get herself a check. That is one fun thing fact, Oprah's going to do. I'm going to give you a fun fact. And this is a real transition. Do you know who got higher ratings than Oprah during that time? You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Like, would it, the only person I could think, because his show was quite salacious, is possibly a Jerry Springer. No. Okay. The Ricky Lake show. Ricky Lake was my girl. Oh my God. I was I was waiting for you to bring up Ricky. Okay. Because Ricky was my girl. When she was on the mass singer, I knew right. I said, that is Ricky Lake. That's Ricky Lake's voice. That was my girl. Oprah had a 5.1 rating and Ricky Lake had a 5.4. People tapped into Ricky Lake at a different clip. And the, the reason why that was happening is because remember how I said Oprah's audience, she was trying to tap into suburban white women. Yes. That's not what Ricky Lake was trying to do. Nope. She, she was an urban audience, honey, and she was white. I'm not saying the urban audience. Come on, Did man. You not, this, she would have black kids on there. Like she would have all kinds of kids on there. Young kids, you're like, okay, we're going to talk to this girl who's doing this. We're going to talk to. So here was, the, in my opinion, the difference. She really did go after a younger audience. She did not care about the stay-at-home mom audience, and she was fine with there being audience interaction. Yeah, her show was fine. Most other shows were not fine with that. Mm -mm. And so she was okay with tackling everything from neglectful parents to discrimination to salacious issues. And because she went down that path, everybody else had to go, how do we compete with this? In fact, Ricky was so good at what she did that it changed two of the other top shows and they had to pivot because of how good her shit was. Ricky was that girl. Ricky, when I tell you that Ricky Lake show, I watched Ricky religiously. Okay, I called Oprah when I called her. Ricky, the show, the TV was on Ricky Lake. The thing, the, so here's here here was my like, push though this is what i just did not recognize after looking into all this i did not recognize the fact that donahue got better ratings than ricky lake and oprah but see, who was watching was, donahue he was probably tapping into that older audience phil donahue was tapping into that older audience who was like what? okay i need to get my news i need to it needs to be real plain and simple because he was very monotone you know like he was tapping into those older people he was one of the first to actually do real tabloid talk, though. He was the one, like, when people wanted tabloid talk, they went to him. But Ricky, to me, was entertaining. Like, Ricky was, was actually fun. entertaining, and he was monitored. So I didn't understand. I'm like, if y'all watching this episode, please tell me y'all wasn't watching Donahue. Like, I just don't know people who were really interested in Donahue. For real. I think I watched his show a few times, but it wasn't as religious as Ricky. I do remember him with his gray hair and his glasses. Um, but, you know. 
because of what he was doing, what Ricky Lake was doing and what Maury was doing, because they all pivoted around the same time to bring in more salacious guests in the whole nine. It forced Sally Dressy Raphael to do something different with her show. Yeah. And she was never that person. She never wanted to be in the fray with that, never wanted to be in the weeds. And that caused the demise of her show along with yeah. her getting cancer. Of course. But her producers were like, we have to do this. We are yeah. sliding in the ratings precipitously every week over week. And that's what I was talking about. Everybody was trying to like find their like way in, which is why when Maury, going back, when Maury found his niche of the baby daddy DNA test thing, that was huge. But like, you know, what? when he did that, he wasn't only doing that. There was a pivot where like Maury had tons of like tons of different topics on his on his show. Then he pivoted to just have baby daddy reveals and is this a man or a woman that like he it was literally every other show was one of those two topics and that was it and i was like i i'll say every show is it a man or a woman or a baby daddy reveal then he pivoted to only baby daddy reveals like but there was a period of time where he would literally like these people come out is it a man or a woman and i'm like is this this is what we, we got on tv but but we we, 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 we have to do this, though. And I'm going to say this based on what my boy said to me. Mm-hmm. He said, Ricky Lake walk so Jerry Springer could run. Because I don't care what anybody said. But they were on the same, they were on at the same time. But Jerry Springer, I think he came on like late night. Because when Jer- he first had his talk show, he was just coming on like he had a very regular talk show. But I think it came on late night. And then he had to, you know, start having people who were like, ding dong. Oh, who is this? What was your fondest memory from the Jerry Springer era? I'm trying to think, like, because there would be so many just craziness. But, like, I really watched Jerry Springer before all the craziness. So, like, I remember there was, like, an episode that he had about this girl and this was like the first time I, I found out what a hermaphrodite was and it was like a young girl this it is this is this was on the Jerry Springer show and how she grew up and like her dad raised her as a boy until she started to develop breasts because they thought that she was a boy and then they they got breasts and she went to this all boys school so then it was like whoa uh this is not a boy so then things had to shift. And so she was on there telling her story and, I, and then how she ended up, like, I think, living her life as a man. And it was just, I was like, this is interesting. So it wasn't the drama. It wasn't nobody coming out. There wasn't no th- chairs thrown or nothing like that. But that's that were those were my memories of Jerry Springer. Once he started doing all the craziness, I didn't watch it as much. I still tuned in, but I didn't watch it as much um, as I did back then when he had the more, like, informative shows i would say this there's three things that stand out about jerry's show for me one he was able to grab the quote urban audience in the way that you were saying in the same way that arsenio hall did because it got to a point where people would chant his name while they were at his show don't act like you forget jerry 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 to this day if jerry springer is seen out in public people do that to that man that's insane. That's, that's what you do when you see Jerry Springer. You understand <laughs> his name. Like, Jerry was that dude, okay? Like, people knew Jerry Springer. And Jerry Springer has, just like Maury, has been old since episode one of their show, okay? Like, I don't even know how old Jerry Springer is, okay? But he is, 
been a gray haired white man since the beginning. Okay. And that's what he, he captured that audience. He made sure that somebody was going to have a chair thrown. Okay. There was going to be audience fights. But this is this, this is the second thing I was going to mention. The second thing is I always remember his security. His oh, security, yeah. what in my opinion, he had the best security. security they were actually they were actually actively engaging with people. Yeah. They would actually talk. They had mic. They were mic'd up. Like Steve? who else had security? Yeah. Steve. Steve got his own I show now. Show. I, I, he, right. He did have his own show. Right. Yeah, he got his own show now. Steve Wilco show. I'm sorry. There is nothing better than when the producers can make the security a part of the action. And Steve had no problem hemming you up and throwing you out. He had no problem. Steve would be all up in your stuff, okay? He he and he would be like, you need to calm down. You good? Also, and this is the last thing, Jerry was the only show where consistently you knew a fight could pop off. And no, people definitely. were literally, people were literally going on there to sign up to have a full WWE match. They yeah. were like, you know what? We already know what it is when we see each other. It's on site. So they're gonna sit there and act like they're gonna be civilized. They're like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even deal with this person. Like mm-hmm. that. I don't talk to this person. You already know 30 seconds later, she's gonna have to come in and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Cause somebody's swinging on somebody. Yes. And then and- there would be a rare occasion where there was an audience fight. Yes. Okay. So it was going down at the Jerry Springer. Like Jerry Springer, when you say his name, it automatically like you think fight. Like it, like you said, it is like watching WWE. There is going to be a physical altercation with someone, whether it's the audience and somebody on stage or the two people on stage, somebody on stage and the um, security, somebody is getting into a physical altercation. Let me do this. I want you to rank these. I want you to rank these shows in terms okay. of most entertain, most entertaining okay. to you back then. And okay. don't don't do this thing where you're looking at it from your 2022 vision, right? No, no, no. Like, I'm gonna go from back then. What I was watching, yes. I'm throwing these shows out there in no particular order. Okay. Oprah. Okay. Okay. Donahue. Okay. Ricky Lake. Okay. Jerry Springer. Uh huh. Montel Williams. Okay. So Ricky Lake is number one. That was my girl, and I watched the show religiously. Okay, we've already established that. Um, number two would have to be, I watched Montel pretty pretty regularly. So I'm going to say Montel, I did. I watched, like, I was watching his show pretty regularly. Ricky Lake um, and then Montel Williams? Because I watched his show regularly. This is for me. This is my personal okay, Let me let you finish. Okay? Let me let you finish. He be coming for me for my personal feelings, okay? So Montel. Then probably Oprah, because, you know, favorite things. I loved favorite things. I learned how to size a bra on Oprah. Like, we learned a lot of life skills on Oprah, okay? So then it would be Jerry Springer. Like I said, once he started getting in like that, I didn't watch it as religiously. We know Jerry. I recognize him. I know. And then probably Phil. Phil was just, I don't know, maybe because he was an old white man or something. I just love me some Ricky Henry, so. I, I'm, I think I'm shook at the idea that Oprah's in your third slot. And like, Cause I didn't watch Oprah was like you said for white stay at home moms. I didn't watch Oprah like I watched. I thought shows. Oprah was gonna be your top slot. To be blatantly honest, I really no. did. I thought that was gonna be for sure like your go to. So when you said Ricky, I was like, okay. Did you not see my whole reaction when you said Ricky Lake? I loved Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake was my show. Like I watched Ricky Lake religiously. Okay, 
like so many different topics. She was in the audience. The audience would have reactions. Like it was Ricky Lake was my show. So okay. This is this is great. Cause here's here's my my reverse yeah. list. Jerry Springer is at the top. I don't think there's okay. a better show during the 90s when it comes down to talk show. Like, I just don't. I think it's entertaining from beginning to end. And in fact, I think Jerry was so good. It's the only one of those shows that could produce DVDs and VHSs in the same clip that Girls Going Wild could produce. And people would go out and buy it from a 1-800 number. Oprah didn't have that. But see, no, but see, the thing is, like about, are you talking about impact or the things that I watched? I told you mine and the things that I no, watched. No, we're talking about there. entertainment value. I'm saying that's how good of entertainment that was. Okay. No, no, no. That- I totally understand that. If it was just going to be a general thing, then it might be different. But I was talking about my personal entertainment value of how I liked the shows. All so I'm saying is, I just how entertained the U.S. was. People yes. were going out and buying the VHSs and DVDs of the episode because they wanted uncensored Jerry. Yes, of course. Oh, and I loved, okay, remember Jerry Springer? He would do that little final thought at the end. See, see, we didn't even talk about that. See, he would have a reflective moment, okay? He's like, let's bring it in. Let's talk about it, okay? Yes. Okay, so number two on my list would obviously be Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, there's no getting around that. Ricky Lake is that person. That girl, yeah. Number three, I'm going to probably go with Donahue. And even though okay. I ain't rocked down on you, it's because the latter two, the latter of the two that I'm bringing up are just extremely boring to me. Montel Williams show was boring to me. And Oprah's show is number five because she was not only extremely boring, but she was catering towards that specific audience so hard that she introduced us to the likes of Dr. Phil. See, and you thought this was going to be my number one slide. I see. I see I how you equate me now. You equate me with a middle of America white woman, stay at home mom. Got it. Okay. Because you yourself, not your parents, grew up rich. We already established this. You were a suburban middle American white woman as a teenager. What are we talking about? I was not. You had no bills. You First had all, no chores. But the interest that I had were not of that of a middle America white woman. I just okay. said you were living the life. And that's why I assume because you were living the life, you were also watching the things that these women were watching. That's what I thought. Respectfully. No. Last bit I want to do on this uh, with the shows and understanding that Maury is going, getting taken off the air. And I know where we've already covered the baby daddy reveals and all this stuff. I do want to like harken back to these days. What in the hell or why in the hell were we watching this when we were just getting out of school? We're like seven, eight, nine, ten years. We had no business watching this stuff. Why were remember- we he also, like, it was actually three shows because he used to have those bad kids, remember? And he would send them to the boot camp. Oh, Jesus. Why were we watching this? Why were we watching this? The kids that was cussing the kids out their that were, parents. Yes. Like, yes. that kid would be on there like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, going off. And you sitting here like, I could never. Not in this lifetime. Not in this lifetime. We're gonna, it was basically like scared straight before scared straight was a thing. They were like, okay, we're gonna send you off to the jail. And then they come back weeping, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, mama. I just, I won't do it no more. I'm gonna dress appropriately. I'm like, but why do you feel like we were entertained by that as kids? Like, we could have been coming home watching, like, you know, cartoons at night, like after school. Why were we obsessed with that? Because I don't think kids today are coming home trying to watch daytime 
I think because we also didn't have as many channels as kids have today. One. Two, like back in the day, Saturday morning cartoons was a thing. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if cartoons were just on all day to where it's like, okay, you can just come home and watch cartoons. A lot of daytime TV was catered to women who were at home during the day and could watch it. So literally when you get off from school, every single channel had on some talk show. It was, there was no really like, okay, here's a cartoon. It literally, because we've named so many people who had shows. Every channel had a daytime TV show. After school, Chippendale would come on, the Rescue Rangers. Darkwing Duck would come on. Um, They also had a Jungle Book TV show uh, with Baloo and whatever. You know what I mean? They they had Gargoyles. They had X-Men. They had Spider-Man. Like, they had all these things. Even Paul Rangers came out after we had gotten out of school. Still, there's a group of us that were still watching this, this, these... 90s talk shows i just Mm -hmm. like my brain is maybe you're right that we just didn't have enough channels or maybe a part of that is when you only have one tv in the house they're like you're gonna watch what we watch but see for me like my mom what like i don't know too many parents that was getting off at 2 30 p.m so you know you're at home by yourself or whatever like okay let me just see what's on tv and then you just watch it it's like okay well this is what i'm watching and Sometimes it was the Ricky Lake show. Maybe sometimes you watch Darkwing Duck. Uh, but I was watching the Ricky Lake show. That's what I was. This is perfect. I love this. This this is this to me was one of the most fun episodes we've done. It took me back. I hope it took y'all back. Raven, any closing words? Uh, Ricky Lake was that girl, and uh, just remember that Jenny had that bang. And yeah, it's just so nostalgic. Like we don't have talk shows like this anymore. Like the format of it, it's very much moved to like the Ellen format where someone's sitting down, they're talking to someone, they're sitting across from them. There's no more like in the audience interviewing people who are on the stage and having multiple guests. And Um, that format was more Sally Jesse Raphael's format. Sally Jesse Raphael was actually bringing on artists. She brought on, Ludacris' first time on a a national TV show was her. Nelly's Nelly's first time was her like Sally just Raphael was that person so a lot of these shows have like basically copy pasted formats and like utilizing people who have bigger personalities yeah and that's not what Ricky was doing okay Ricky had a her whole stage was filled with people and she was in the audience with her little microphone her little cards okay interviewing people switching out them cards so um and we just don't have shows like that anymore everything is a sit down interview format no matter who they're interviewing whether it's a celebrity or a feel-good person a good samaritan um nothing now is like 90 talk shows 90s talk shows used to be like that is an era of tv that will probably never be replicated and it's a gem honey if you don't remember go back and watch uh, my closing is going to just be is this simple. The internet to me has ruined the value of some of that, that, that programming. It truly has, whether it's TMZ sensationalizing every single moment via social media, or you look at celebrities having their own mediums on Twitter, IG, or et cetera, just being able to talk directly to you, or social issues happening in real time, people being effectively able to like communicate what's happening in their own eyes so it doesn't make it as salacious like the most you can do is a baby 
reveal, which is why Maury was lasted so long. But now I could see a world star fight where some baby mama and baby father fight like in real time. I see the video. Yeah, it's just different now. But I'm happy that we actually got to be a part of that era because I have so many great memories of all that. It was, it was a good time for TV. It was a it was a really good time for TV. A little problematic at times, but it was definitely a good good era for TV. Now, you know, we got what we got. <laughs> and that's going to be it. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Uh, catch us again on episode nine. It's coming soon. Bye. Bye.